I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can subscribe any place you get podcasts, iTunes, uh, any of those places, uh, your podcast app, whatever. You can also find these at HeidiHarris.com. I also do a live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. I'm on a different mic today, so if you've listened to my previous podcast and you think it sounds a whole lot better, it's because I'm on a whole lot better mic. Although this one tends to pick up everything, so if you hear fans on or anything like that, it's funny how a lot of people who do podcasts do them, you know, from their home. I actually heard about a girl one time who does a podcast that I happen to really like. She does it about grammar. And she was saying that she literally would have to pause it when cars would go by or motorcycles because of her house. <laughs> and you think these are fancy schmancy podcast studios, right? That people are doing these from. Not so much. And in my home office, I've got so many fans going to keep the equipment cool that it can be a little loud. So if it picks up anything, sorry about that. Now, as you may know, if you pay attention to my podcast or if you listen to my live radio show, I had COVID in June and I felt pretty lousy for a while. I'm not going to go over all that again. If you'd like to know about my COVID journey, that's up on my podcast. It's HeidiHarris.com or anywhere you get podcasts. It's archived. It's, you know, three or four back, whatever. Anyway, the reason that it's important, obviously, the reason I shared it was because I wanted you all to be able to understand what I went through. Not because I wanted to make myself part of the news, but I wasn't going to hide it. I mean, that would be ridiculous. I wanted to share my journey, and most people didn't know anybody other than me who actually had it. So that was an interesting thing. Since then, I know a bunch of people who've gotten it. Most of them have not had it nearly as bad as I did. A few, but not nearly as bad. I was not hospitalized or any of that. Now, there's a lot of talk these days about a vaccine that's supposed to be coming out in six months or so. We don't know, right? September, whatever. Well, I'm not going to take this vaccine. And why should I? I've already had COVID. Now, I'm not anti-vax. I had plenty of vaccinations when I was a kid. I don't get flu shots. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving anybody medical advice here, okay? But I'm not going to take a vaccination. I don't know what is going to be in it. I feel like no matter what, it's going to be rushed to market. And even more importantly, this is a strain that is going to be gone in a year or two. And then there'll be something else. So who knows what's in this thing? Even if I hadn't had it, I wouldn't take a vaccination for it. And then you're not protected from the next thing. And I asked the health department when they called me, when they did their contact tracing, I asked them, I said, do people who get flu shots, have they had this a little bit easier than I have? And they said, oh, no. <laughs> so those of you who got flu shots, and I understand this is a different strain, I understand that, but... That hasn't helped anybody. Now, flu shots are based on last year's strain and what they think this year's strain will be. But boy, they missed this one by a mile, didn't they? So it doesn't give you any help. So why would I take a vaccine for something that, you know, in a year or two will probably pass through anyway, right? There's no reason. Researchers did a study in the UK that showed that only 30% of the Brits would take a vaccine. People are concerned rightfully about vaccines for various reasons. So, and also there are conspiracy theories floating around. Oh, Fauci is going to make all kinds of money off this vaccine and Bill Gates and people like that. And I'm not saying that and I don't push conspiracy theories. All right. That's not what I'm here to do. However, I did see a video that I put on the HeidiHarris.com website the other day. I put it up there because Facebook would not allow me to. And it's a video about a four-minute clip of Bill Gates talking to the CIA in 2005. If you get a chance, check it out on the HeidiHarris.com page in the middle where it says what, what Heidi's talking about. You may have to click a few times to find the story. But it's up there, and it's not edited. It's him talking to the CIA, and what he's explaining 15 years ago is that they've done some research and found that people who are quote-unquote religious fanatics have some kind of certain part of their brain that is triggered. 
that triggers the fanaticism, all right? Just paraphrasing here. You can check it out for yourself. And that in order to fix that problem, they will create some kind of vaccine that will be tied to respiratory whatever. Okay, you check it out. It's not edited. Now, I'm not terrified about that. I'm more concerned about the fact that a guy as bright as Bill Gates doesn't understand human evil. You could give a vaccine to everybody all day long that makes everybody nicey-nice, and you're not going to solve the problem of human evil. It's pretty sad that people like Bill Gates don't get it, and Mark Zuckerberg, and these guys who really, truly think. I don't know if they're so arrogant, or they just I clearly don't have any trust in God. Do they really think that they have the ability through social media, in the case of Mark Zuckerberg, or through a vaccine, in the case of Bill Gates, to change human nature? I mean, that's pretty sad to me. Anyway... Be that as it may, check it out at HeidiHarris.com for yourself, because like I said, Facebook won't let you put it up there. But people are concerned about this vaccine. What's it going to have in it? We don't know. Now, the issue is, are you going to be able to have a choice as to whether or not to take it? Now, there was an article that came out in USA Today just a week or so ago, and it was uh, an op-ed by a doctor and a couple, two doctors and an ethicist from Case Western University. And the headline is, defeat COVID-19 by requiring vaccination for all. It's not un-American. It's patriotic. Okay. I'm just going to skip along to the part that I highlighted, okay? They say there's an alternative to vaccine-induced herd immunity. And they say that here's what America's got to do when a vaccine is ready. They've got to make vaccines free and accessible. They've got to exempt only those with medical contraindications. In other words, they're not going to let you off the hook for any other reason, and you're going to need two shots. Do not honor religious objections, these doctors say. Do not. Do not allow for personal preference, which violates the social contract. Now, the question becomes, oh, one other thing I want to mention about this, in this op-ed written by these two doctors and an ethicist from Case Western University School of Medicine. They're also saying that a registry of immunization will be needed with names entered after immunization is completed, because most of the time you're going to have to have two, at least two shots. Okay, <laughs> I feel like a puppy. You never get a puppy and you get that little book from the vet, bring it back and make sure, okay. Um, all right, let's just skip along here. Here's the problem with that. First of all, I've had it, so I don't want this. Secondly, I'm concerned about the people who will be forced to take it because government could theoretically tie a vaccine into whether or not you can work. That's the problem. In an interview with a TV station in California, Dove Fox, a law professor and the director for the Center for Health Law Policy and Bioethics at University of San Diego, said that states can compel vaccinations in more or less intrusive ways, he said. They can limit access to schools or services or jobs if people don't get vaccinated. They could either force them to pay a fine or lock them up in jail. And he also goes on to say that the religious exemptions are not constitutionally required by the First Amendment's free exercise clause. Now, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not even going to go there and discuss that aspect of it, because to me, a vaccine isn't about the First Amendment. The vaccine should be about whether or not you should have a religious objection, like these other cases, like the uh, Little Sisters of the Poor and things like that. That's an entirely different situation, it seems to me, as a non-lawyer. Okay. But once again, the question becomes, who's going to have to take this vaccine? I don't know. Will it be First responders, well, yeah, probably doctors, nurses, paramedics, probably those kind of people. All right. What about uh, teachers? Are they going to have to take a vaccine, whether or not they want it, to, in order to teach? What about uh, people who work in hospitality? 
What about people who work on cruise ships? What about people who work in casinos, hotels, places like that where they deal with the public? What about people who work in, I don't know, Walmart? Sam's Club, Costco, Home Depot, any place where you deal with the public, are those people going to have to have a vaccination before customers will feel safe or before employers will hire him? them? That's the scary thing that I'm very concerned about. Once again, as a COVID survivor, I don't want your stupid vaccine and I shouldn't have to take it. Now, I tried to get an antibody test a few weeks ago and my doctor's office said they don't send people to them because the antibody tests aren't accurate, okay? But isn't that interesting? Do they not want people like me to know that I'm immune to this? And there's still controversy as to whether or not you're immune forever after you've had this. You know, is it six months? Is it six weeks? We don't know. There are people who get it again, so to speak. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not a doctor once again. But I'm certain I have a certain amount of immunity to this, right, after going through what I went through. But why aren't they keeping track of who survived it? Why don't they call back? Why do they, do they only put numbers out uh, in the newspaper, on cable news, online? Why do they only put the numbers out of all the people who've gotten it and the people who've died from it? Now, in certain states like Wyoming, I've noticed, will say this many people got it, this many people survived it and recovered. Nevada doesn't do that. A lot of other states don't do that. Hmm, interesting. Now, are they not keeping track of the people who've recovered? Do they not want to exclude us from any kind of vaccine that might be coming down the pike? Those are questions that I have, and I don't have the answers to them. But a lot of people are concerned about this. And once again, I'm not an anti-vax person. I don't think that all vaccinations are bad at all. A couple of years back when I was in a band, I used to sing for a living, some of you may know, and I went over to Bosnia to entertain the troops. Our band went over there. The Department of Defense sent us over. So we went over to Bosnia, Macedonia, Croatia, where else do we go? Uh, Hungary, uh, Austria, all these places, okay? But we went in December. And right before we went, they said, well, we want you to get some shots. And I said, I'm not getting shots. I said, what am I going to catch in Bosnia in December? It's not like I'm going to the tropics in the summer. You're not sending me to Indonesia where I have no immunity. It's Bosnia in the winter. What could I possibly get? <laughs> so I said no. And I told them I had a religious objection, which I really don't, but I told them that. And they said, okay, they didn't make me do it. Now, once again, that's a choice that I made. And if you're somebody who's at risk, you probably should get a flu shot every year. A lot of older people do and whatnot. But I'm not taking this vaccine. And a whole lot of people I talk to say they're not going to take it either. But what if government requires it? Either because somebody behind the scenes is making a whole lot of money off this. And once again, I'm not getting into the conspiracy aspect of it. Or because it's the best thing for you. How many bad laws, bad policies, bad everything do we get because somebody thinks they're smarter than you are and they think they know what's best for you, right? That's the scary thing for me. So take it for what it's worth. Keep your eyes open and pay attention to what these folks are trying to do. As I am not sticking anything in my arm that was rushed to market. That ain't going to happen. Not me. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on KMZQ. That's AM 670 in Las Vegas. You can hear the show live all over the country, probably all over the world. If you go to HeidiHarris.com, there's a link right there. You can listen online. So if you're not in Vegas, you can still catch the show. On my daily local Vegas show, I primarily focus on what's happening in Vegas and uh, the shutdowns and our horrible governor and things like that. In a future podcast, I will talk about the Evangelicals for Trump event that I attended that the city of Las Vegas tried to shut down 
Uh, and so that's, <laughs> yeah, people are getting a little tired of being told what to do, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Don't forget to check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main site. Also, Heidi Harris Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. My books are up at HeidiHarris.com and uh, podcasts and blog posts and whatnot. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell.